Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. This week on the PR Moment Podcast, I'm interviewing Mandy Sharp, founder of Tidman. Mandy founded Tin Man in 2013, and it now has a fee income of 1.3 million and employs 20 people. Previously, Tin Man was part-owned by Unity co-founders Nick Dunn and Jerry Hopkinson, but Mandy has recently bought them out and is now the sole owner of Tin Man. A couple of plugs from me this week. The programme for our annual PR analytics event is now up. Go to the PR Moment homepage to find out more, but I promise you it's a good one. And finally, the early bird deadline for the PR Moment Awards is on the 14th of December. So don't miss your chance to prove that your work is better than your competitors. OK, plugs over from me. Mandy, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Hello. Shall we deal with the elephant in the room first? You've, uh, you've recently bought out Jerry Hopkinson, who's CEO at Unity, and Nick Dunn, who was previously at Unity, um, and the two of them had a, a minority stake in Tin Man. How does it feel having completed that process, knowing that you now own 100% of your business? It feels great. It's um, obviously quite liberating. Um, it's exciting. Um, we're on the next sort of phase of our growth as, a, as an agency. Um, it's not really a, an elephant in the room. It was kind of the right time to do it. Um, it's still great mates um, with Nick and Jerry. Um, Nick's been a mate of mine for many years. So, um, you know, when I suggested um, the sort of change in structure, um, it made sense to everybody. Um, and it was the right time to do it. So we kind of got on with it, really. We'll talk about it a bit more later sure. on in, in the show. But um, I just wanted to, to talk through a, a bit about your, your, your early career, so to speak. Um, I think like lots of us, and I was definitely the same, your, your first job kind of taught you more about how not to do it than how to do it. Mm. Um, just talk, mm. how did that help you in your career? Well, my very, very first job in PR um, was for a very small um, entertainment lifestyle consumer PR shop. And the lady who ran it was a real hustler. Um, and she actually had some very big clients. She had clients like Play-Doh and Universal and kind of all sorts of quite big brands. And she really punched above her weight with that agency. And I suppose I learned a lot very quickly there. And I learned how to sell a story. I learned how to hustle. I also learned how not to be so emotionally engaged and, and volatile with some kind of things that happen in PR quite early on. Um, but it taught, it taught me a lot. Um, and it taught me, I suppose, the kind of boss that you kind of want to be and that you don't yeah, want to be. that's true. Um, and, yeah, y you, you see the way people behave and you kind of think, yeah, that's great, really respect that, or you think that, never going to be like that. Definitely yeah. can't like Definitely don't want to be like that. And what, um, and what was the name of that agency? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Um, but, you know, there was various, you know, moments when I look back that I laugh about now at the time, you know, it was kind of slightly shocking. There were instances where we did a big event for quite a big toy brand and I had to phone celebrities and get celebrities to come to this event. And a lot of the celebs were obviously saying, well, is there going to be media there? So I asked my boss at the time and I said, you know, can we tell them there's going to be media there? And this lady said, no, no, don't tell them. It's fine. Don't, don't, don't tell them there's any media there. It'll be fine. 
And I remember thinking, oh, God, that's a bit weird. And, of course, these celebs turn up who were quite big celebs. I won't mention them at the time now, but they were quite big. And they kind of walked into the room, saw this whole kind of sea of paparazzi, <laughs> looked at me and walked out the room. Uh. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is definitely not how you do PR. So, you know, you learn, you learn things quite quickly. But on the other hand, we did some really good stuff and we actually did some good work. Um, and then, yeah, so that was, I suppose, my first foray into the PR world. Right. And then uh, you joined Band of Brown. I did. Um, I think I'm right in saying as an account manager mm-hmm. and worked about to be um, a director. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I get the feeling that that was a pretty important period of your career. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I get from a sort of learning development perspective. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was there for a long time. And I suppose that was the place I really grew up. um, And I learned so much there. Um, I I, I was always pretty much in the consumer division there. And I ended up leading that that division. Um, And I suppose I learned how to work on very big brand campaigns, everything from kind of BT, um, sort of big purpose-led campaigns through to launching Haribo in the UK, which, right. which was it's a, nice, a, know, nice a real variety. Yeah, real variety, but, you know, big brand stuff. Um, and obviously the owners, um, Jill and Nick, so Jill uh, Brown and Nick Band, were amazing mentors to me and yeah. still, you know, friends Are of they? mine. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. an agency, I, I, I don't know, it was kind of around... They were in their their heyday about when I sort of started getting getting into yeah mm-hmm. and I, so it wasn't really an agency I ever really quite got do you know what mm. I mean but it was all I remember was it, it was it's it was the agency of the day mm. for a little while wasn't it it was well, quite um, a long time I mean yeah. they were a big agency there was ninety people yeah. at one point um, so it, it grew and they were very successful and it was independent and, for quite a big old chunk of that oh, yeah wasn't it, it was it yeah. was for years and years and years. Um, and they ran a very good agency, two very different characters, Jill and Nick, very different skills, very different personalities, but together blended very it well. It worked. It really worked. It's a theme, I guess, we'll come on to a bit later on, which is mm. that, that founder, two, having two founders, mm. in, there's quite a pattern, isn't there, mm. of, of two mm. founders in a PR firm, but, and, and this was one of them where it obviously worked. It and did work, I yeah. guess you can bounce off each other as well. It can be a learning old business if it's just you on your own. Totally. And I think, I think for me, though, that what I loved, when I look back, I think what I loved about my time there was they were very open to kind of entrepreneurial spirit, which was something that was obviously quite important to me. And okay. I remember going and talking to Nick, I think I must have been an account director, or maybe a senior account director, about the idea of setting up a, a, a different consumer shop within the Band and Work group, but with a different vibe, a different kind of brand and feel, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what led us to set up Brando. Oh. And, you know, I was only a little account director. But he saw that vision and, okay. you know, he I thought Brando was in essence a conflict shop, but it was a bit more than that then, wasn't it? Was it was a bit it was, more than that. It was, okay. yeah, it wasn't so much a conflict shop. It was more about having a different brand identity to get really cool consumer clients on board because okay. Band Around was, was known for cool. a t- yeah it was yeah. known for a type of a type of business and they did lots it, it of COI consumer, and government but not, but not, yeah, it was more, not exactly the you know yes bit. it wasn't the kind of the Sony mobiles that we ended up gotcha. working with or okay. things like that okay so yeah. uh, that was going to be one of my questions so okay. there, was, there was Band and Brown then there was Brando, yeah, and then there was Citizen. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I, I lost. Journey. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. I remember the time not quite working out what what was going on. But you, go on, what what, what happened? So, there? so Band and Brown was, I suppose, I, yeah, the, 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 yeah. the big group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brando was a kind of offshoot of Band and Brown, and the two of us sort of ran con- 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 concurrently right. for a number of years. Um, around the time, actually, that we set up Brando. 
um, the Band and Brown Group was bought by a company called Cassette, which was a big Canadian communications company. Um, and they Funny were, old name, but yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think it's called that anymore actually. Um, and there was an earnout deal that went on for a number of years, and when that earnout came to the to its end, they moved. Band and Brown and Brando and a number of other agencies they had bought into a big office together in Tottenham Court Road. And right. there was the Band and Brown group, um, there was Band and Brown, there was Brando in terms of the PR side of it. And then there was MCBD, um, which you may be familiar with. The guys now, um, the key guys there, has now set up Blood Key Generals, which has obviously been hugely successful. Right. Um, there's Dare, there was a Dare Digital, which was a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Which I think um, still, yeah. I think it still goes. Yeah. yeah, and there was Elvis, which was wow, okay. also quite cool one at the time. Yeah. This aspiration. So there was lots of us in this um, gorgeous building in Tottenham Road. But I think so it was a yeah, go it was a good old bunch of agencies at the time, wasn't it? Was, it? it was, and there was a yeah. lot of talent in that yeah. building. But nicest way, it didn't it didn't have a happy ending, did it? I mean, far from it. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest success. Looking back, <laughs> um, well, I'm not blaming you. No, <laughs> I think from, a, from. I mean, I can't comment on the other agencies' stuff, but you've, they've they've all gone on and done brilliant things. So you know, the individuals have. The individuals have. Yeah. 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 Um, I think from the PR perspective, perspective, it was tricky because we'd spent seven years building these two brands and these two separate identities, Band and Brown and Brando, and then they were like, "Hang on, why have we got two PR brands? Let's merge them back together." Right. Um, which obviously didn't work well and various people had to leave and oh, it, it was a bit of a mess. It just got messy. And then they spent a lot of time trying to work out what they should call this new kind of thing. thing. Um, and they wanted to link up with the very successful agency in America, which was um, owned by Daryl. I don't know if Daryl McCullough. Anyway, um, anyway, to cut long story short, it became Citizen over right. time and that's, that's where Citizen came. And, and in terms of why the magic dust left that agency it was basically it was just got all too messy key people left and pretty much I it, think so, it lost yeah. its it lost its mojo I think it lost its way a bit but I mean you know it was citizen for a bit and then I fell pregnant with my second child and yeah, I was right. I was I was done so off I went really um and then I don't really know what's happened since no. but but that's totally interesting place, isn't it when you so you s decided to set up Tin Man Wasdroff on, on mat leave yes I did and was without that was that your, your the first time you were on mat leave or the second second so you, yes okay so and well the first time I was on mat leave I pretty much had just launched Brando so for some okay. reason in my life this is that's the pattern happening. <laughs> but there's no more kids there's no more agencies <laughs> so we're all good <laughs> but I, I was you know that is not an uncommon pattern is it mm. is when um women go off on, on mat leave and, mm. and then come back and, mm. and, and do decide to, 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 to do something on their own independent or something like that. And I just wonder what's the... Well, I mean, I guess it's different for everybody, right? But for you, what was what was the, the reasons for doing that? Was it uh, um, the, 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 the confidence that that gave you or was it the... the, 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 the the, the potential flexibility you saw, which I'm, I'm never sure yeah. quite works out because yeah. it's pretty busy when Absolutely. you're... Absolutely. But, yeah. I think it's it was a mix of a number of things. I think I knew that this kind of new citizen wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. So did I'd you know of, that when you went on that leave? Yeah, I did right. really in my heart. Um, I did. And I suppose when you're away from the kind of busy world of PR, you yeah. have headspace and you yeah. start thinking about things and you start having a bit more kind of freedom to think about how you want to do things and how you don't want to do things moving forward and how it works for your life. Um, and I think that was one of the, you know, the key points for me was that I just 
didn't want to be in that kind of environment anymore and I needed to, I just wanted to do things my own way, really. I suppose I've always been somebody who I think I always saw myself owning my own agency. Okay. Um, from probably very, very young age. My father was quite entrepreneurial, he always run his own businesses, etc. So it was and kind of that, in my blood a bit. So, and what, that wasn't just something that was buried at the back of your head, that was, no, you I kind th- of knew. I that kind was, of knew. Okay. I mean, I, was, I remember talking to, to a colleague uh, about it, a citizen, what, you know, long, long time before. I think that was what Brander was about, really, for me. It was just trying it out. Test. It was trying it out, yeah, and I loved it. I and mean, it was very successful, Did Brando. Did know that, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think Jill, Jill, probably, Jill probably did, yeah. Right. I mean, they were really supportive. They kind of loved all that kind of well, entrepreneurship. They kind of, They've spawned loads of entrepreneurs. The I mean, they knew, they're, the, knew you know. the score, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah totally. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to think about what was the... What was it about that, that sort of gave you that insight and confidence, I suppose motivation yeah. as well, to mm. launch Tim Man? Was it, you know, were, were you, did you do it with some trepidation or were you... Yeah, were I mean, you... I suppose, so I, had, so I was away, kind of out of the day-to-day humdrum of it all, and I knew that this was what I wanted to do, but I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it. I knew that I didn't want to be a one-man band in my dining room, um, Working at, on clients at any point. At any point. That okay. wasn't for me at all. Um, so I knew I wanted to set up an agency and I knew it wanted, I needed it to be significant at, at, and quite quickly. I'm quite an impatient person, I would say, generally. Um, I also had quite a big client at the time while I was on maternity leave who was um, calling me and asking me to start working with her. And she'd moved to Avis, it was actually at the time. And they had quite a big need for PR and social and various things. And um, it kind of made me think, oh, I need to get going on this. And too good opportunity. It was too good an opportunity. And it's sort of all the kind of stars were kind of aligning. And I went and had um, lunch with Nick. Who's a good who, mate of mine? Who you'd known, you, known for, for years, for, known for years. You'd never worked together. Or, well, yeah, she was at had, Brandon Brown. Uh, but, I mean, we didn't work in the same team, but she but ran you, a team, I ran a team. Right, so we were always, and we socially were always really good mates. Um, and we were both on maternity leave at the same time. We went and we had lunch in a pub, and we had our babies literally in those kind of <laughs> things that you, the car seat things on the floor. And we just had a chat, and I was, you know, telling her that this is what I want to do, but I need to do it quite quickly. You know, we just literally round about chat, and she said, "Come and do it with us." And I thought, oh, that'd be fun. And literally, that's what happened. And yeah. it meant that, you know, A, I was working with someone who I loved, and that was great, and, you know, respected and all the rest of it. Um, and B, it meant that I could get going really quickly because, obviously, the office was there, the finance system was there, the infrastructure was there, the IT was there, there was staff. And there was an element of security as well, which, you know, on your own, it's quite scary. Right. So... It was great. Security and what I mean... The, well, just the kind of, you know, going out on your own, as you say, before the question, you know, it's like, it's quite daunting, isn't it? And you never quite know how it's going to be. Um, and I think, I still look back and think, wow, you know, I didn't realise it would be such a success so quickly, almost. You sort of, you never, well, I'm, I'm that kind of person where you never expect amazing no, things, necessarily. No. Um, and it's been fantastic. So, yeah. So that's kind of what happened. But why did you decide to give Jerry and Nick equity mm. then? Because they, they didn't put any financial investment in, did no, they, as I understand they it? they didn't. So it was it they, was. They, they would have done if support. I'd needed it, to right. be honest. So okay. so was that almost... So it was a you security blanket it, in a way. That's what you mean by yes. security? Yes, okay. I think so, yes. So they, you know, they would have... They would have put money in had I have needed it. Okay. The fact is, I'm I'm not very good at taking... I'm not very good at taking that kind of help. I'm, I'm that kind of person that... 
I want to do it on my own. Mm. And I don't want that responsibility of playing with other people's money and things like yeah. that. And fortunately, because I had this quite hefty client to start with, Avis and we made a profit literally from day one. Yeah. So it was rolling very, very well, that's quickly. that's the beauty of, 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 a, of a consultancy business, a PR consultancy business. That's you right. can. If, right. you've got a, if you've got a client, you can, you, you can, you can get rolling pretty quick. That's can't it, you? exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it wasn't really about the money. Um, but it was about making sure people felt involved in the growth and the success of this agency. And I think that's what the equity does. It, it makes people feel a sense of responsibility in a way. And, um, you know, there were some leads that, that in the early days um, that Nick and Jerry didn't want for various reasons, whether it was conflict or whatever it might have been, that would come to us and we'd pitch it, we'd win it, we'd grow it, right. etc. And very quickly, through my own contacts and, you know, good work, etc., we just kind of scaled and grew very very quickly because it was, it was a bit of because i mean you weren't you were competing the two of you or not did you manage um, to, to not have that situation ish we we did a little bit near the right. end we did a little bit near the end um which is but partly sometimes why... we went in together right. you know so sometimes it actually worked in our favor where we did kind of okay. you know joint joint pitches in a way um because we had slightly different skill sets different teams different vibe really right. um it was. I, think, I mean, I, I came into the office on, a few times, and there was a there was a unity you could vibe sense the and a yeah, tin man vibe, right. and it different cultures. Leader was wrong. It no, was just, totally, they were different. yeah, totally yeah. different cultures and slightly different kind of way of approaching Coms Brief, really. Yeah. I would say, yeah. um, and sometimes the two of us together actually worked quite nicely. Right. Um, I think so. With all that in mind, on, with all that happy stuff in mind, yes. Do you, do you regret? Because it's a big thing giving equity away. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, do, do you regret doing it? You've obviously had to. It's been as painless as it as it can be, but yeah. I've no doubt there's been a bit of pain as you, yeah. you've had to, to 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 in effect buy it back. I mean, I suppose these because you're dealing with legal stuff, it's always slightly yeah. more complicated. Yeah. Um, I don't, how I, don't regret it. I don't regret it. I don't regret it because at the end of the day, what's the point? You can't regret things. You do things that feel right at the time, and at the right. time it felt right. And who knows if I hadn't had that kind of I suppose backup plan? Totally. Would I've done it? I don't know. And also, you just don't I, know. I, and you know, it sounds like I'm sticking up for, for the, the. There is a school of thought that says you wouldn't have won those bigger clients without having an office and a bit of that behind exactly. you. Exactly, absolutely. Because, you know, would Avis, have, if you'd have been in your in your front room, well, that's what maybe I mean. your relationship with Avis would have made the difference, but yeah, maybe not. Yeah, the next not. client wouldn't have yeah. done. So, so you're right. So all of that works together and it helps. And it did It did help me grow. I mean, yeah, it, hel- it helps you grow and scale to to a certain point. Yeah. Um, and for that, I'm really I'm thankful, actually. Right. Um, so, no, I don't have massive regrets on that front. Don't have massive regrets. <laughs> I don't have regrets. I don't have any regrets. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but having said that, mm. you know, lots of, uh, you know, we're, we're, it's a nice place to be, isn't it, at the moment, London, for consumer PR shops who are doing mm. quite ambitious work. I, I think actually you're all doing a slightly different strand of work. You know, they, mm. I don't, you, you can see it in the types of, of accent that you all seem to do. Mm. Um, but there's quite a few of them that are, are run by a pair, aren't there, which we yes. touched on earlier. Yes. Um, and some of them have taken, and, and, well, it's and or some of them have taken equity to to give them a, a jump up mm. at the start, mm. Um, mm. probably to a greater extent than than what you did, mm. to be fair. Mm. Um, but you didn't do that really, no. you know. You sort no. of did, but not really from no, a no, financial element. No. Um, and arguably, your business is smaller because of that, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's smaller than some and it's bigger than others. Yeah. So, you know, it's not... I wouldn't say it's it's that small, to be fair. But I would say Well, there's, that, always, there's always someone with a bigger house, right? Bigger. I yeah. mean, you know... So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, people spout a lot of things about numbers and I'm always a bit dubious about, okay. you know, some of these things that you hear. Who's that then? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you know, just, you know, just things like you, you hear and things. But um, I think, yeah, we've... I've always been, as I say, very keen to kind of do it on my own without borrowing lots of other people's money and yeah. having But that. there's no free lunch. I mean, that, that brings yeah, its own pressures. it does. And I've seen it happen and I've been there and I've done it. And, you know, it was just very important for me to run a very profitable business. Yeah. And that was kind of more important to me than the massive income numbers. It was that and the work. And I would say that we have delivered on really well. Okay. I mean, you know, I can't, there's not that many agencies that would be able to buy out their two owners within three to four years. No, that's good going. And, you yeah. know, to be able to have those kind of funds to be able to do that. So, yeah. and still be significantly in, in profit, shape. in good shape. Yeah. Okay. So for that, I'm actually really proud because I think that's an achievement yeah. and it's, you know, set us up really well. Um, so, yeah, for us, it was, it was, for me, it was very much about kind of the profit and the work and, and the clients, etc. It was less about big numbers um the numbers are great but i think now we've done sort of you know we're four years nearly five years in we've had an amazing kind of phase one mm. i would say no, i mean that's the thing with these things you can all, it gets like monopoly money if you're not careful mm. but you you know mm. so one and a half million that's that, that's a lot of money mm. right i mean you, that's a lot of pitches you've got to win mm. um it's a lot of work mm. um and it, you, there's danger yeah absolutely we under we underestimate the amount of effort it takes to get a business to that sort of income yeah. in a pretty competitive market yeah, yeah. inside four years yeah yeah yeah. good going absolutely um so you've touched on it a bit actually with the the scope of your work Mm. um it's interesting that you said from your band and brown days that Mm. you 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 worked on a different types of uh, of work at that point Mm. and it's it seems to be from talking to you and and seeing the type of work you've done you've you 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 now work on different types of well, it's pretty much Cars. all consumer. Give me a kick if I'm wrong. Mm. But it's at different ends of that consumer spectrum, isn't it? You've got engineering on one hand and a... Yes, totally. You know, a, 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 the sort of, I don't know, you obviously... I've no doubt you wouldn't call it the stunty stuff, but, you know, that yeah. kind of work on mm. the other. Mm. Is that deliberate or is that just the way it's evolved? It's it's a bit of both. Um, it's kind of... It, it's start. I don't know. It's just... The, I suppose in a way it is the way it's kind of happened. But, you know, you do good work in, the, in a certain area and you get more of it. So you end up growing kind of specialisms and skills in certain areas. So you're right, we, you know, one minute we're kind of targeting teenage girls, encouraging them to get into engineering and doing real kind of purpose-led campaigns or, you know, a big fundraising campaign for water aid. And then the other, you know, the next day we can be launching a zombie Walking Dead series for Fox TV. So really different types of work. Um, But actually we love it. We love the variety. Um, it keeps the teams really fresh. Means people have to be creative. Yeah. It's all about really. It's more about the comms briefs. It's less about the brands. It's more about okay. what's the problem, what's the challenge, what's the comms brief. How do we solve it? Can we do something clever and creative with this? Um, and sometimes we do, you know, amazingly creative work that wins all these awards for quite, I suppose, seemingly dull brands, and that's actually quite fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we did some amazing stuff for the car charity one year and we won loads of awards for it and delivered massively for them financially. You know, it doesn't always have to be the big, sexy clients that deliver all the cool stuff. Okay. 
And what do you, what, you know, what is your accent of work? And you talked a bit about that, about the sort of creative communication side of things. What, is, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? What's the, how would you, how would you say you're a bit different from? So, well, I suppose we, we get this feedback quite a lot when we pitch that, oh, we haven't had that idea before. Oh, wow, that's a really different way of thinking about it. I don't know what the other agencies pitch, obviously. But obviously the way we do it is different to others. I think we tend to come at work um, and briefs with a kind of insight-driven solution, but we activate things in quite a creative way. Um, and, you know, creativity is kind but, of, but insight, you know, scalable, isn't it? People... Insight solution, you know, that, nice but that's what everyone's saying, Yeah, isn't I know. It? So what, so what, does that, what does that mean in practical terms? Well, it's... I suppose it's just finding a human truth often. It's understanding audiences. So I suppose this is sort of plays back into the types of clients. A lot of the stuff we do is so different because we're, it's not about the brand, it's who we're targeting almost. Okay. So if we're targeting teenagers, we'll do something totally different, you know, YouTuber influencer-led compared to, you know, stuff we do for Barclays, for example. So it's kind of who we're targeting and how we get there. So we do quite a lot of research when we're looking at pictures and briefs in terms of understanding the audiences and understanding the emotional motivator that's going to get these people to feel something. Uh, we're very much about that, campaigns with heart, and that's all about you know, emotionally connecting these brands with the audiences to make people feel something. And, and is that about you being showing empathy with the audience or is that about you delving into some social analytics about the, 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 the data points of the audience? Because it's... Mm. You know how, how technical is this is well, this process, or is, it, or is it or is it a bit of analysis as bit well? Of, there is a bit of tech, but a lot of it's gut instinct, isn't it? I mean, yes, we do have the you know the tools, etc., to look at these audiences and the demographics, etc., and understand what they're into, what they're not into. But a lot of it go, you know, we know we know people. You, you, we're all humans. It's a, a lot. A lot of it's gut reaction, and obviously understanding what is going to motivate these people we're talking about about whatever it is we want to tell them. Okay. So. You know, it's finding ways of doing that. Sure. Now, one of the things we, we touched on a, a bit there was uh, earlier on in the, in, in the show was the, the, the well, the, the, the reality that you've basically done this on your own mm. um, as a as a an individual, <laughs> as a founder, as opposed to a joint founder. Mm. Now, you know, I'm, I'm clearly not suggesting there's a, a right or a wrong in this, but mm. it's a lot of the successful firms you see around mm. are, have have joint founders, yep. um, and I, I suppose the correct I me mean, if you if you disagree but i suppose the the obvious advantage is that is you can tag team a little bit mm. and you can you can combine your skill sets which t- to hopefully the benefit of, of a wider proposition yes um but you mm. uh, i've done it on your own which mm. is you know that's harder right it's got mm. to be harder to do it on your own so, so have you found that i suppose yes it's harder and it's also better i mean the the advantages of doing it on your own is you you make quick decisions you don't faff around. You don't have to have like a, a meeting about a meeting about a meeting to make a decision. Things move very quickly. Okay. So in that respect, it's great because we're very nimble. We're very pacey. And, you know, if we don't want to work on something, we don't work on it. You know, we can be very much, um, you know, we, we, we run our own destiny in a way. And because it's... Obviously when you I'm, say I'm, we, you mean... I, the... I mean we. When I see it, so it's me, but I also have a senior team. Right. So I have amazing people that work with me. I've got, you know, Ellie, who's head of planning. I've got Nat, who's head of client services. We've got creator director. We've got an amazing senior team. And when it comes to big business decisions, I don't just go off and go, oh, you know what, I'm going to okay. do this. You know, we have a discussion. But it's it just means you, you can be quite nimble and quick when you're on your own. Um, and a, I've been in partnerships before. There's a conflict there in what you said, though, isn't it? Because you're mm. saying you're... You're being nimble and quick because you're on your own, mm. but you've also sort of 
um, shared that management responsibility mm. with your senior team, mm. which kind of would presumably yeah. slow that down. Well, yeah, but it, it's just it's just depending on what you're talking about in terms of what the decisions are right. that we're making. So when it comes to big business decisions and you know financial planning and things like that, um, it's much easier in a way to know and be able to plan your growth. Um, I suppose, in a way, when you're on your own. And I'm not saying I'm not... What I'm saying is I don't just sit in a room and and work it all out (laughs) on my own. I have a lot of people that, you know, are around me for advice and help and support and feel part of it. But I think when when you're dealing with clients and how to approach campaigns, etc., there's a senior team there. Right. So it's not all down to me. You you don't feel alone? I don't feel alone, no. Have you ever got got a mentor or anything like that? that, They're very popular these days, aren't they? Is that something you've Um, looked at? I haven't gone out there and specifically said to anybody, can you be my mentor? But I do know a lot of people in the industry. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of other people that run agencies or are very senior and have been there and done it, and I meet them quite a lot. (laughs) So do it that way. And... I mean, one of the things that's nice as an observer of, of the PR market mm. um, in the UK and um, I suppose particularly in London at the moment is you've got you've got quite a bit of momentum with some some quite confident, independent in the main PR shops who are, I think, doing quite good work um, and seem to be gaining traction and hopefully gaining market share um, when it comes to sort of their, their their marketing and advertising peers, albeit from a you know, there's a long way to go. Uh, you're sort of involved with that. How, how do you see the market currently? That consumer PR market. Um, so you're talking about kind of like-minded agencies to us. You're talking about generally. I'm talking that there is there seems to be a trend, mm. um, and it's very hard to put a number on it mm. as, as as ever with market share mm. of PR firms becoming more confident, taking on greater breadth of work mm. Um, mm. hopefully with more budgets mm. greater budget I should say mm. um, to um, and, and maybe maybe just taking a little bit of of, um, of the ad agencies mm. action and the creative mm. agency actions mm. and I wouldn't want to overplay that trend yeah. but it seems to me that there is at least the seeds of, mm. of, of, of hope there for, 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 for consumer PR or mm. more hope for mm. PR. Well, I think PR this friends. is like the age-old discussion, isn't it? I mean, I, I think we've been talking about this for the last 10 years, haven't we? About, not you personally, but as in... Well, I might have, the, <laughs> pretty much, actually. <laughs> the, the industry about, you know, sort of gaining um, share from other, other, other disciplines. I think... You know, I think probably we're safe to say it's never been more blurred in terms of lines. That's for sure. Um, giving giving your old colleague a yeah. A, 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 <laughs> there you go, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, it is it's more about the brief, isn't it? You get you get a comms challenge and you have to answer it. And whether you do that through you know a piece of production that's not PR led at all, or through influencers or whatever it might be, you know those those lines are definitely merging. So yes, but I suppose the question there is: Do, do you see that that as a growth a, area? Well, as a growth, is that is that as much an opportunity as it is a threat, or is it a bit more of an opportunity than a threat? I don't see it as a threat. I suppose it, yes, it's an opportunity. I think often it's the other way around. You see, I've spoken to a lot of people recently who are on the advertising side, who are desperate for PR skills in their team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the you know the big thinking. I think somebody said to me, you know, you guys have the big thinking. Um, when it comes to brief, that we actually don't have. So I think often... It's quite a thing to hear, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And it's it's almost like sometimes it flips. Um, you know, I think it's, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to judge it. It's hard okay. to judge. I think. But when you're, do you see that there's more opportunity? Yeah, yeah to, just in terms of what. Well, yes, obviously I think there's there more is. I think there you is, are yes. presuming that there is greater breadth in your work now yes. than when there was. I imagine. I don't want to put words in your mouth. And yeah. you work band and brown. Um, yes. And that's not yeah. a slate on band and brown. It's just no, a, yeah, a, the totally. market is different in a the different place. Different and the work we do is different. We we don't do traditional PR anymore. I mean, no. I don't even know what that is anymore. No. You know. We look at the brief and we work out the best way to create something that is going to engage that audience. And that can be kind of anything. I mean, a lot of our campaigns involve ads and we just create them, you know, and we do social ads and we do digital stuff. So you're right, in terms of all of that kind of blurring of lines, we do that kind of don't really think that much about it. Um, So, yes, I suppose in that respect, there is definite opportunities there um, on both sides. Just just going into that a little Mm, bit on the... mm. So when you're making ads, when you're... Mm. I mean, the social ads I get, you, you mm. just put yeah. those together, it's related yeah. to these... Yeah. But the, the making of ads, does that mm. mean you're... Uh, Using do, a lot you, more production. Exactly. Yeah. You're, but yeah. you don't, you're yeah. bringing that in as a freelance resource, yeah. or have you, are you now doing enough to bring that in as a We've as got a, a bit... In, we do some in-house. We right. have an in-house um, production person. We're probably going to grow that area, actually. I think that's an area that but we that's do quite, do quite a lot of. For, for yeah. an agency of your size to have yeah. that resource... Yes. You, 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 it's quite because yes. it used to be you definitely outsource that, wouldn't you? Yes. But now you're saying that you're you know you're bringing it in. Yes, which is we do. Interesting. Um, we do. We we have it in house, and that's all sorts of production. So that's you know whether it's gifts and videos or whether it's you know designing a piece of copying content. Yeah. Um, but you know we we have experts that we work with on a lot of things. So we call them like Tim Man specialists because you can't have everyone in house, and it's kind of a bit pointless in having everyone sitting mm. there in your office. So we well, use a, different people for different things. We've yeah. got experiential partners that we use all the time for build and you know that kind of stuff. And so yes, yeah, I, I, absolutely. So as a person who's quite, quite often on on the, these Pillman podcasts, we have people mm. who are you know I don't know ten years in, twenty years mm. in sometimes even 40 years mm. in. But you're really only, on the Tim Mann story, yes. you're only three years in. Yes. So you're, it's quite interesting to hear your, you know, three years in, what are your, what are your, you've got three learnings? Because there'll be a whole bunch mm. of people listening to this who oh, are thinking of taking the jump. What's your... You didn't prepare me for this one. Um, three key learnings. I would say, okay, so I would say the first learning is don't, can be advice if you don't want to be. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I just think like the first thing is don't overstress about the P and L. I think because when you run a business, I think the, well, I was very much like this because I wanted to be profitable, I wanted to be a success financially, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can um, over overdo it on the obsessing about the figures, and sometimes you have to just go with it. Which leads me on to my second thing, which is just use your gut instinct. A lot of my decisions, and it sounds probably ridiculous but they are always right, are the ones that I judge through my gut. Whether right. it's, and it sounds, I know it probably sounds really sort of frivolous, but, you know, you get to know what is right and what isn't right through how you feel. And whether it's a pitch that you may or may not take on, whether it's a, a member of staff or, or somebody you're interviewing, um, right. you know, you have to go with your gut quite a lot because sometimes people in numbers don't always tell the, the true story. So I think that... Um, and I think sometimes you have to take risks. So um, you yeah. have to just sometimes go for it a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm not, you know, within reason. Um, and, yeah, I think 
Sometimes, yeah. Risk I is mean, a hard one, though, isn't it? it because is, it, it in is. the end, if you run out of money, you run out of money. Well, that's it. That's <laughs> what I mean. I mean, trouble. it's different for agencies who've got these big investments, yeah. etc., and support systems. Which is which is why um, I then you can that you know point. go and yeah. you know hire five creative directors and all that kind of stuff. That's great. Um, so for you, you took you took risks that you could afford. I took risks um, that I could afford. But did you know time, you could afford them? At the time, you think, my God, how can I do this? Can I can I do this? But instinctively, I knew it would be okay. Did you? Yes. Um, you thought it would be okay, or I you thought, knew it would be okay. I didn't know. Of course, I didn't know because I'm not a fortune teller. But I felt, but, but, I felt it would be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not okay. And then you, you relook at it, right. and you address, and you sort it out. But actually, whenever I've kind of taken these kind of risk decisions on various things throughout the last few years, they've always been the right decision. I, I've never really got to the point where I thought, oh God, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. Just. But occasionally, you've presumably. Um, Taken a taken a risk, mm. and, and normally that's a financial risk. Mm. It's going to cost you a few quid, mm. and if, if that risk doesn't result in a bit of income, mm. six, three, whatever months down the line, mm. you can think, oh, there's going to be a crunch point. Mm. And, and you know, when you look at your cash flow, oh, blimey! But but the, yeah. what you're saying yeah. is that they've paid off. But it takes a bit of, you know, it is a you have to do it, yeah. of course. And but everyone will make mistakes. You're always going to make mistakes, yeah. but you just have to learn from the things, you know, the things you do quite quick. You have to learn quick. Yeah. yeah, you know, you have to learn very quickly from the mistakes, if there are, that you make and not do that again. You have ambitious growth plans in business, don't you? Just talk me through that. I think, you know, as we've talked about, I think the last four years or three years have been a really strong phase one, is what I'm calling it. And we've kind of gone from zero to about, you know, two and a half, I think, million turnover now, actually, looking at turnover rather than income. Um, it's quite it's quite significant in terms of numbers. And, yeah, it is. Um, I say we're now at phase two, which is um, quite a big growth trajectory for us now. I think I think part of you know part of the pattern of growth so far has also been that you know I'm also a mum as well as running right. an agency. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a mum. I've got two kids, um, one who's been obviously quite small throughout the duration of Tin, the Tin Man life, who's now fully in school. Everyone's sorted. A lot more time. A lot more. So, um, so the youngest is basically the age of Tin Man. Is that, yes, that's, exactly. Uh, even I can work that out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> basically. So, yeah, so we're, we're now sort of going into, I suppose, phase two with quite a lot of energy, I would say. Right. And um, we've got some quite big plans in terms of some senior hires that we are making that I can't talk about now, but I will in the next few months. Um, well, so, and so you, the, the, deal's, the deal's been done in terms <laughs> yeah, of that, right? Yeah, it doesn't okay. And we're, we're just looking at bolstering the senior team because obviously we've talked about me being on my own, et cetera. Yeah. And part of, you know, the growth to man is that, I need to bolster the senior support system of the agency as well. Um, we've got some amazing people. Um, we've got somebody going on maternity leave, one of my senior amazing people going off on maternity leave, first Tim Man baby. Um, but, yeah, so it's just it's just sort of setting us up for growth um, right. in quite a big way. And also looking at sort of partnerships with other disciplines, which I suppose is similar, you know, leading from your previous question, um, in just in terms of, Aligning with some other sort of skill sets and things okay. um, in the digital world, etc. So there's there's various growth pots and plans. Um, so I suppose those are made. partnerships as opposed to acquisitions. Yes, right. yes, um, exactly. Okay. So yes, ambitious targets. I think looking to probably, I would say, double in size in the next eighteen months, two years. I'd like wow. to maybe, maybe a bit longer. To be honest, I don't know. We always put these dates on it, and then. You kind of look back well, and you've think, got to, you've, got to, you've got to have a sort of exactly, plan, yeah, time totally. plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, 
if it's not two years, that's also fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, because everyone's got to have a life. It's interesting, isn't it, the way to grow PR firms and possibly all consultancy businesses is mm. basically hire, hire the best people you can afford. That's absolutely right, and, yeah. And, 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 and hope they that they bring in the business or... or well, that's it. You're only really as good as your team and your yeah. last campaign. Right. That's the truth in, you know, PR agency world. And it's kind of quite ruthless, really. Yes, you know, it is. It is. Yeah. And <laughs> so you have to have the best people in the business. And we've got some amazing people, thank God. And we have very low staff turnover, which right. is also um, well, that great. That's good. But it's also, I think it was Tony Langham at Lansons who was, who was talking to me once, that it's, you don't want it too low. In a, in a yeah, you, you need fresh, you need a bit you need of fresh, fresh thinking, totally. Yeah. But we're only, you know, yeah. we're not that, that, yeah, that yeah. many years in, so nobody's right. that stale. But yeah. yes, you're right. You need fresh blood, but you need you need the, you need the good people. Yeah, but it's, I'm sure you're right. The time to do it is you don't want to have to be doing it in a turnaround scenario, do you? You're, you in that sense, you're doing it from a position of of strength where you've had a good yes. few years yes. you've got no debt you've just restructured yes. the yes. business we're in a good place we're in, yeah. we're in a good place to to do it now and it feel it's the right time we've got new offices our own we're independent yeah. we've got a great team great client base we've got some big clients now um and we're doing some really you know we've we've always been very proud of the work we do obviously we win lots of awards for it etc but we're doing some really good stuff um and now's the time we're now going into like big phase two we call right. it and is that a um, you, you, you're staying in the same the same accent of work? You're still trying to be a, 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 within that consumer space. You're not trying to move into no, to different sectors. Not particularly. particularly. I mean, not particularly. If, I mean, if, if you get the call and someone says, "Do you fancy it?" You'll have yeah. that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. And we've got a lot of people with a lot of different skill sets. To be honest, in the team, so right. we've managed to be quite flexible in how we approach briefs um, yeah. and work and the kind of things we work on. Sometimes, you know, they come in thinking, oh, is that really for us? And we look at it and we think, actually, yeah, that's okay. quite good. We could do that. We could do this, that and the other. And then suddenly you win it and you're like, okay, you're in another space. Yeah. So... Which is yes. that's a great we're, thing we're about pretty flexible PR like that. Firms, isn't yeah, it? we're not we're not so rigid that we're like no, we only do this or we're yeah. nef- definitely going to go into that. Um, a lot of it you just got to go with the ebb and flow. Well, that's how you build up credentials in different areas. That's and right. Away you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mandy, good luck. Thank you thank very you much. So much. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.